What's going on, film family? Before we get started, I want to talk to you about something, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Hold on, let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more places. And you can also make money from your podcast. I know that's the part that's the part that everyone's going to like. You can make money with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's get to the show. You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, The Film Bros. Well, after a break that we told you guys we were back, we took another break. Welcome to the Film Frequency. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and my good brother, the prodigal one, JB, was on death's door. Luckily, people, it was not COVID, but we had to take time off for JB to reheal. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. JB, you don't even know this. I sat down and I've recorded probably about two episodes for the Film Frequency since you've been gone. But the magic just wasn't there. And I'm like, I... I you know, and I solo podcast all the time. I'm like, bro, I, I need JB. So there you go, man. That you 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 are not replaceable. I know I know you've joked before and said like I'm the ticket or whatever else, and I'm the draw. But I can't I can't do this. Like it just doesn't feel right doing this podcast without you, bro. Likewise, bro. I, I like I can't. It's hard to podcast without you too. Like that's why I've never done really solo shit. So first of all, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. I thought I I thought there was a little scare. I thought I had that Rona, <laughs> but. I'm good. I, I you could probably, probably hear a little bit of sickness still in my voice, but I'm getting over it. I'm like 95, 90, 95% of the way. Just glad to be back. Hopefully it's for good this time. Absolutely, man. And and I think that, uh, yeah, one of the things that, you know, it's different with The Awakened Soul because that is my solo podcast. But this is our baby. Like, we created this together. We were straight up texting and just brainstorming and created this. So it's like, it's really strange to do it without you, bro. Like, I recorded an episode for The Wretched, I think is the movie that came out. And it was a solid episode, but I'm like, something's just missing. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to scrap the shit. So there you go, bro. Well, I appreciate that. I'm definitely glad to have the film bros back in action. <laughs> We're back in action, man. There's so much going on. So um, for anyone who's tuning in, I know this episode is dropping the same weekend as the Five Bloods uh, that, that dropped. And unfortunately, it's not going to be a full review of that. We may we may do that uh, eventually at some point. Um but we're just here to talk, to kick some shit, talk some news, man. There's been so much to happen uh, since the last time that we recorded. And Alan, you have to stop screaming. <laughs> there's been so much that that's happened since the last time that we recorded man and you know i kind of whittled it down to the best the best ones the best ones that we could talk about um are you ready to jump into it bro let's jump in bro all right man. how so does the saying how does this famous ceo hayes saying go <laughs> i don't even remember jump in no vaseline oh <laughs> that's ice cube <laughs> no vaseline um but so the first thing that we got that we want to talk about is the, the wonder woman king kong uh godzilla tenant which had been holding that release date 
for month, even if that really they had they were like the only movie that had the same release date since before COVID was a thing, and they finally moved it. I think just two weeks back, uh, Matrix, uh, Matrix Four also pushed its release date back to 2022, um, and more movies have have pushed their dates back. Now, I want to preface this by saying um, uh, one of the executives of AMC said that they expect by the end of July, 90% of their theaters to be reopened. But with that being said, a movie like Tenet, which is the first major release after this COVID thing, you kind of want to give it time for more theaters to be open. So I understand it. But what do you think about all these movies changing their dates, bro? Yeah, I mean, it's to be expected with everything that's going on. Let me ask you this. When is Tenet supposed to, what's the new date? Um, uh, it's, it's two weeks. So that will put it, it was supposed to come out July 17th, I think. So two weeks, we'll put it at the end of July, maybe even beginning of August. Don't be surprised if it gets pushed back to push back again, because let me tell you, Tenet, as far as I know, it has been one of the most hyped movies for the year. The one that most people are anticipating. Now they push it back another month. Now you're getting into like the time where like they, they start looking at movies for like um, awards. Yeah, true. So don't, don't be surprised if it gets pushed back to like beginning of September. Cause that's usually when they start looking at those type of movies, September, October or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not surprising. And to be honest with you, uh, I, we, we all saw it coming. And I mean, honestly, I don't think things are going to get back to normal mm-hmm. until towards the end of August, even September. So, I. Uh, I saw this coming 100%. It sucks, though, because some of these are some huge movies. We're talking about Matrix, King Kong versus Godzilla. These are all, like, huge movies. Wonder Woman, been waiting for Wonder Woman for a while. So it sucks, but I understand why they're doing it. Yeah, I th- it, it's, it stinks. Um, it does make sense. And, you know, especially now we're getting to the thing where we're seeing another smaller spike of COVID, of new COVID-19 cases. Um, but, yeah, Tinder is the one that a lot of people are looking at. I mean, we don't have much to look forward to. Almost everything else has been pushed back. If it's not like November into 2021, like this is the one thing that it seems like it may be the only summer blockbuster we get, period, um, during this time. So um, people are really looking forward to it. The new date, by the way, is July 31st. Um, so still, still at the end of July. But I mean, and the thing is, is like, they, they've had one trailer, one full trailer so far, and then there's like been numerous articles and stuff written on it. The more I see it, the more I'm really looking forward to this movie. And then you also have people who this is the people now are looking towards Robert Patterson more because he's cast as Batman. You know, the people who have just been stuck on him being in Twilight, like and haven't mm-hmm. seen like movies like Good Time and other things where he's done better acting roles. Uh, this is going to be their kind of reintroduction to him on a main level. So there's a lot of interest there as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's just a lot of eyes and attention right now on Tenet. And really, outside of just us as the viewers, I really think the movie theaters are looking at this is a great movie to kind of re-jumpstart people coming back to the theaters as well. So it's just kind of all those things coming together. They really need the launch of Tenet to be on point. Yeah, as I said, I think Tenet is has been, not thinking, I mean, I know it's been one of the most anticipated movies of the year. So mm-hmm. you're looking to... to generate foot traffic on a reopen of movie theaters this is the movie you want to go with because there's going to be people no matter you could show freaking billy madison mm-hmm. and they're going to run to the movie theaters because they're just dying for it yeah. and then there's going to be some people that are on the fence do we want to go do you not want to go and then you put in a movie like tenant there are going to be people that may not want to go but because of the movie they're like yo let's, let's go we're wearing masks we're social distance let's go yeah yeah, and I mean, so I think it's a good movie to relaunch. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, also to see how the theaters—it gives the theaters time to figure out how they want to allow social distancing 
um, in their theaters because you know I know here there I think they reopened yesterday. Honestly, a lot of theaters reopened yesterday was the twelfth, right? Really? Yeah, so a lot of theaters reopened here on the twelfth. Um, so I, it's giving theaters time to to a to be open and allow people to kind of get over that uh, that stigma of going back out in public, and then it also gives theaters a time to figure out how they want to do. It. I think uh, at least the theater closest to me, like they're offsetting the roles. So if you the left side of row A uh, A is open, then the right side of row B is open and it keeps kind of stair stepping down. That's good. Um, and so yeah, you, you allow to keep your distancing. I think they're not allowing more than six people who are a part of the same party to be sitting in a row together. So they they're really um is concessions open? I don't know. I would think I mean that's how theaters make most of their money. So if they're exactly. reopen they have to have some form of concessions. I if I was theaters and I haven't got a chance to go, um, so if, if anyone whose theaters already reopened, if I'm wrong on this, uh, don't be afraid to point it out. But I would, if I was the theaters, I would pre-make bags of popcorn like the old school days. You remember how old school theaters, at least were when you were growing up, when you would pay for your just popcorn and you go down and gra- just grab the bag and go put your own butter on. Like that, that's kind of how they have to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, mean good. Uh, not to cut you off, I, I mean they could still do it for. I mean you could McDonald's, all these fucking places are open True. right now. So True. all they got to do is put that tape on the floor to make sure it's everyone waiting in line is six feet apart, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe no cash exchange. It can only be like card through chip. Yeah. Um. So there's no there's no like real exchange here, and it could work. But no matter what, I think we could all agree that they. There's no, I don't think there's any movie theater open right now where the concession stand is not open because that's their money maker, yeah, right? That's there. that's where they make the most. It's just like gas stations. Like yeah. people assume that the, the the most money you make on a gas station is gas. They, I know someone that used to own a gas station. You make like fractions of a penny on a gallon. Yeah. You make your money on the stuff you sell inside the store. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, 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 it is funny because like back when the whole AMC they came out and said they wouldn't be showing Universal movies. Like I was, I'm in a couple of different Facebook discussion groups on movies, and people were like, "Well, mo- movie theaters want to split um, ticket prices fifty 50 I'm like, "That has never been the case, and it never will be." Like people are just, I, people just, I don't think understand how the movie theater system works, and the popcorn and soda. That's how they candy is how they make most of their money. Like the ticket, if they make a, a, a fraction of the ticket prices, it's such a small fraction that it doesn't even compare. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think out of this list, Tenet is obviously the one I'm, I'm most forward looking, uh, looking most forward to seeing. But outside of that, and this may surprise some people, is King Kong versus Godzilla. I'm super excited for bro. I don't like I've always been a King Kong and Godzilla person like back when I was younger. And the Japanese one, when they're in the ugly ass suits, mm. and, and and my dad was like, "Oh, you know they have a King Kong versus Godzilla movie, right?" I was like, "No, what?" Like as a kid, that blew my mind to be able to see. So I don't, I think it's some of that nostalgia. But I'm really looking forward to, it. and I really enjoyed the last. I enjoyed King Kong, and I enjoyed the last uh, Godzilla movie a lot too. Yeah, I mean, uh, all the whole list is just is just good movies. Yeah. So. Um, the one that I'm probably most looking forward to, though, is probably Matrix 4. I just want to see what kind of visual effects and shit we get because that's what Matrix is known for. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, well, this is after Tenet, obviously. Tenet is the number one movie I'm looking forward to. And you know me. I am so, so not a sci-fi guy. And this movie, according to what I've read, is going to be kind of sci-fi. But I'm just looking forward to it because it, it looks like it's a good premise. Yeah, there's some. There's there's a small part of the internet community that is saying that it may be a secret sequel to inception which really you didn't know that yeah like that makes it, it even more hype now. And, it, and it's like if it is and i and i can you know christopher nolan it, it's 
to compare it to like Split, like how we didn't know Split was in the same universe as uh, Unbreakable until the until the extra the extra scene right before the credits. If they do something like that, they're gonna blow people's minds, bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but all Nolan, right. and, let, uh, sorry, not to yeah. continue talking about this, but Nolan is a friggin' genius. So don't be surprised if he pulls a stunt like that, uh, bro. I would not be surprised if like the last scene is like. Um, what is, is is it John David Washington? Is that Denzel Washington's son name? Denzel Washington's son. Uh, I think it's David Washington. I'm sorry if I'm getting it wrong. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if like at the end of it, like he's like walking or investigating something and like Leonardo DiCaprio walks behind Shows him up. and it's like, yeah, like <laughs> how sick would that yo, internet would break. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I do it. If that's not in the script, you now have to put it in the script because I'm exactly. excited to see it. Um, but yeah. moving into the next topic, man. And this is something that we've talked about basically since we rebooted this this podcast, right? These sequels that come decades later, it's like we keep getting them for some reason, or reboots that come, uh, like that's been one of the overarching themes. But this Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted sequel trailer, well, I'm, I'm going to let you, before I get into my feelings, are, A, are you a Bill and Ted fan? And then what did you think about the trailer? So here's my thing. And <laughs> I'm going to probably get shit for this, but I like Bill and Ted growing up. I mean, for our age group, we grew up with Bill and Ted, exactly. right? Yeah. Um, but these dudes are like in their forties or fifties, right? I don't even know how old they are. It's it's kind of weird. I don't know what what the um like what the storyline of this is gonna be. Um, I obviously know Keanu Reeves is is talented. The other dude, I honestly don't know what movies he's been in outside of Bill and Ted, and I know he was in Death Wish three. I think outside of that, wow. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what other movies I've seen this kid in. So I don't know how good this is gonna be to be honest. But like we've always talked about, it's it's just a paycheck. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, and I I think as far as like Bill and Ted face the music, like I love Bill and Ted growing up. Um, but to see these guys be this old and still kind of acting this, it, yes, it, it came off as kind of corny. Now the thing that kind of interests me in this is that there's been reports that like even though Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are back in this, and even William Sadler is back in it. Shout out to him. Um, but that. It may end up being their daughters that are actually the main stars in this movie. Interesting. And if they go that route, I'm all for it. Because the way that I can imagine it, and let me not say that they're the main characters, but it may end up being where they kind of pass the baton at the end of it. Let's say Bill and Ted, they do their thing, and 45 minutes to an hour of the movie, we're just following along Bill, Bill and Ted. Somehow they get trapped. Their daughters have to come go in the phone booth and find them. There's Who's a, directing this movie? Do you know? Um, the director is Dean Passiat. It's a weird. It's a foreign name. I've never heard of him though. Reason I say is because depending on how well this goes, this could launch a whole new friggin' um, yeah. fans uh, of crowd of of Bill and Ted. Accepted to be their daughters. Um, if that's the route they're going, it could be interesting. Yeah, and I mean, it has a Samara weaving in it, who we've both loved in, in everything she does. She is uh, Ted's daughter. She's she's a, a a really her her uh stars on the rise in Hollywood since the Babysitter, Ready or Not. Like she is constantly being on on the rise and 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 uh, chosen in bigger roles. So I can see them really passing um the baton to them. They have a, a really good. You know, I don't know who's playing the other daughter. Um, looking at her IMDb, it's nothing that I've seen. But the fact that you cast Samara Weaving, you have to think that she has to play a pretty major role in it because of she's course. not. Yeah, so a small time person. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's not small at all. So you know, I mean, we'll see. I will say that the the trailer, and which is I mean, we kind of talked about the movie overall, but the trailer to me, it seemed like a villain. It 
and Ted trailer to me. Like, if this movie would have came out four years after the last one, I could see this it, it me being even more excited for it because of it course. does it does very much like they got the tone and everything back right and it and it feels like that it doesn't feel like one of those movies where the tone's kind of off because of how many years it's been since the last one. But overall, I'm just like I got, I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm down on it. It's just I'm not going to say I'm looking forward to it. I'll see it when it comes out, same. and then, I, it, you know, it has ch- its chance to impress me at that point. Yeah, same thing. I'm, st- I'm going to watch it, but I'm not, like, super hyped about it um, as, like, I was hyped for something like Bad Boys, for example. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I'm a huge fan of Fast Times or Rich Man High. Like, if they were to, like, do that, at Br- like, imagine, like, Sean Penn as Spicoli at, like, mm-hmm. for- 40 something, 50 something years old. How, I mean, it's it's kind of weird because remember, those guys, Bill and Ted, are not like, oh, you know, they're businessmen, they're like stockbroker. They like do funny shit and crazy shit. Yeah. So to see like guy, mid age guys do the same way or act the same way, I don't know how I'll feel about it and how they're able to put it, pull it off. Like I said, Keanu Reeves is talented. Um, but we'll see. I, I'm definitely gonna watch it and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the next best thing to a JB and Hayes movie. That I, I would I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah, see, see, I really would not mind doing that. If Jay, if Jay and Silent Bob could do it, why not? Why not Jay and Hayes? There you go. See, period, point blank. There you go. We'll we'll get to booking on that. Um, the next one is kind of a funny one, man, and and this is just one where. I think people. This is if people don't realize that they need to stop running and just looking at headlines and running with it. You you guys need to stop. So the way that this whole story broke down. This thing pisses me off in two different ways. Because is that Beyonce went to a costume party dressed as Storm. It was a great outfit. Like she looked great in it. Had the eyes and everything. That's fine. The star in in you in the UK was the first one to report this. I've sit there and done my research back on this. Which is a magazine that gets everything wrong when it comes to when it comes to movies. They just print whatever. But the first ones to say, "Oh, well, she's in talks with Marvel over a hundred million dollar deal to star in the next Black Panther movie." And when I say that, the, like this thing dominated like a news line for like twenty four hours. Like IGN talked to everyone talked about it, and it's like, did nobody notice that this started from her wearing a fucking? Co- you really think that she wears a costume? And, and Kevin Feige of all people is going to be like. Beyonce, not only are we casting you, but we're going to give you a hundred million dollars to star in Black Panther 2. Fam, come on. This like, did, did you get as annoyed by this as I did, bro? I did. But correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I didn't look into it as much as you probably did. Mm-hmm. They are trying to work out a deal with her, but for soundtrack stuff, right? Yes. Yes. OK, so here, here are the two things that really piss me off. Number one, what you just said pisses me off that people took something small like that and ran with it. It's just so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. So that number one. Number two, there were some people that actually got pissed off. It started a petition. Yeah. Yeah. So did I miss something where like Beyonce is hated now? Like who cares? I would actually love to see her in in, in MCU. What's so? Is there something wrong with that? She's a terrible actress. I think that's all that it boils down to. Bro, bro, you still got to give her. She has the name notoriety. At least give her bro, a chance. But the, but the, what has she really been in? She's Dream Girls. She's been in no. What was it? Was that Dream Girls? Uh, she was in that. that she was some, in, one of those. She things. was in Cadillac Records. She was in that Carmen, the hip hop uh, musical thing. She was in that movie with. Uh, damn it, was it Makai Pfeiffer? I can't remember the name of where it was. Her and Ali Larder in the same movie. Like she's been in. She's been in some. She's even had a, a couple of movies where she was 
the main character or one of the starring characters. And the thing is, is that her Beyonce can do almost everything but act, bro. Like she and the thing is, I wouldn't it's not that I wouldn't like to see her cast in the MCU or cast that or or to pop up as a character. We've seen people. She doesn't do that have to before. have a lot of speaking roles. But the thing is, is that a character like Storm, and I also think let's not let's not Go well, off she the doesn't fact, have to be Storm. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Storm thing is, I think what what pissed people off the most. She was right, uh, she true. was announced as like some bit character. Then I don't think people will care. But we're also in the time where we got the riots going on, right? We got all this going on. So I think when people are just a high alert with stuff like this right now, you know, there are things where it should be an actual African uh, cast and somebody, I bro, one of the groups that I was in, and it was it's called the Black Filmmakers Facebook Group. Um, there were straight people in there saying that, well, Storm is supposed to be Somali. So if it's not a Somalian person, it can't just be any African. I'm sitting here looking like, oh, my God, you guys. Seriously. Just, so are uh, they going to try to get like the chick from um from Harriet? I don't know. She's not from Somalia, but I think she's African. Um, I, I, I don't know. The, the one that I think they're going to get cast is Storm. If I had to pick would be DeWanda Wise. And you may not know her. She was Who's in, that again? DeWanda Wise. She was in. um. She's got to have it. I think is the name of it. It was the Spike Lee TV show on Netflix for a while. She hasn't done anything major, but she was the reason why I say that it may be her is because she was actually supposed to be in Captain Marvel. The the uh, Captain Marvel's best friend, the black girl in there, she was originally cast as that role, but she had to pull out because they were filming her TV show on Netflix and it overlapped. And is we, she African? Uh, no, but she's she's a darker complected um, black woman. Um, what about Michonne? Michonne. Michonne. From she's yeah. already in Black Panther, so she can't she can't be cast. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. I forgot. Yeah. My um, bad. But yeah, so and, and I think because DeWanda Wise is already on um, Marvel's radar because they actually cast her in a movie, I think that now that she's not doing that show anymore, she. I mean, they may let her audition for it. She's she's a really solid actress, and you know we don't. Storm has never been. Um, in the movies, at least one of the main X Men and gotten a lot of screen time. But I have a feeling that you know maybe uh, um, that uh, Kevin Feige may do may do something different and give these characters more of a time. Uh, what she has coming up, she isn't going to be. She is going to be in the newest uh, Jurassic World movie. She has a major role mm. in that one, so that'll probably be a lot of people's uh, as far as like the mainstream's first time seeing her on a big level. And I think. Uh, that's owned by Universal, so you know we'll see what goes on with AMC and Universal at that point. But huh. you know, th there's there's a chance, man. That that's my pick. Anytime I've been asked about it, she's really my pick to um to to be Storm if I had to pick one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to go yeah. with. Yeah, I know you can care less about the MCU, so we're not going to spend <laughs> so much time on it. Nah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the next one that we have though, still in the comic book realm. Uh, this one is that there's been these rumors. Well, a it's been a lot of conversation on the fact that Man is still. Never got a true sequel. Um, it, he, they threw him in a movie with Batman. Then he was in Justice League. And Henry, Henry Cavill or Cavill, I'm not sure how he pronounces it, um, to me is I think he can be an iconic Superman. I think that the writing hasn't done a lot for him. But J.J. Abrams is reportedly producing. Don't know if he's directing uh, a new Superman movie. But even with him producing, um, I'm really excited to see what he can do with Superman. He actually wrote a script for Superman before that was almost used before they did Superman Returns. That one was called Superman Flyby. Um, but there's also another part of this that Henry Cavill may not be Superman anymore. Now, we haven't had too many people play Superman on the big screen, a lot in TV. What do you think about this news? You think J.J. Abrams can do a good Superman movie? And then what do you think about Henry Cavill possibly being uh, out as Superman? Well, I think J.J. Abrams can do a good anything movie. It's J.J. Abrams. Yeah. But 
Um, I, and I read this. Uh, I read this a little bit ago, a couple of days ago. I'm pretty positive Cavill, if that's how you say his name, is not going to be cast as Superman because one of the things they were talking about was somebody with the caliber of uh, of skill as J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. He wants to kind of control the casting, and Cavill is someone that he, that that he. I'm not saying he's not high on, but. He basically wants to do his own casting. Okay. That could whatever that means, but I don't. I don't. I don't think it'll be Cavill. To be honest with you, I think he's going to look for somebody else. And I actually think the movie's going to be good because it's J.J. Abrams, and we've seen his work. I mean, I, I'm really excited about the new Batman movie. If J. If they get J.J. Abrams to do, and I think where they went wrong with building the Justice League is that. They just let Zack Snyder do it on. Zack Snyder's not bad, but then they also limited his vision. We know that we're getting the Snyder cut now. His vision of, of Justice League, which is uh, going to be four hours in a completely different plot and completely different movie. But I think uh, it was a couple of different, like when you have one person's vision overall on it, and we know that Zack Snyder is this guy where it's like these big, like huge, like almost like transformer level destruction scenes that he that he likes doing, um, and I think like you miss some of the individual characters when you do that. So the fact that we have um, the Batman movie being done, completely separate person, his take on Batman, which looks and sounds really good so far. We'll see how Robert Pattinson does. J.J. Abrams coming in, who has his own tone and everything as well with Superman. I'm, I'm super excited to see what J.J. Abrams does with a character like Superman. But to me, bro. Henry Cavill, <laughs> Henry Cavill is a better Superman than Christian than uh, Chris Reeves, Christopher Reeves. This fucking podcast, <laughs> <laughs> yo, that man is like, that man might be goat. Let Listen, me think real quick. I, here's my thing: Christopher Reeves was a great Superman for that time and what they did with Superman movies. I mean, comic book movies. He, matter of fact, hell, he may be the goat. We wouldn't even probably get comic movies if it wasn't for what he was able to do with Superman. I'm, so I'm not trying to take away from his his at all. But when you really look at his Superman, did it have depth? It was kind of just the Boy Scout. And that, and that's what Superman was so long in the comics. At that time, that's but what it was. to be fair, Go not ahead. to cut you off, to be fair, back then, comic book movies were such a new thing. True. And you didn't need depth back true, then. Because true. people were just like, true. holy shit, it's Superman yeah, on freaking big screen. True. So... Um, but, but, um, I don't know, man, that's a tough one. It's freaking Christopher Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's the goat. I don't want to take away from him, but I, I really, when Henry Cavill is just Superman to me, like he, not only like, I think he has the, he has that, that, that charming smile, uh, the physique. Cause that's one thing Christopher Reeves did not have was the physique of Superman. If you really go back and look at it, no. but also I do want to say that they can ca- like, Henry Cavill was an unknown. So if they go through it, I just I just can't think of anyone. And maybe that's where I'm limited in my scope, because I'm trying to think of anyone in Hollywood that I that I can look at right now to think who can be Superman. And there's no one who comes to mind. But that if the, like in J.J. Abrams, hell, look at him. Look what he did with Star Wars. He casted uh, Daisy Johnson as Ray to lead the new Star Wars. And she's a great actress. My problem with those movies aside. Um, so I do trust J.J. Abrams. So while I what hope, about Pauly Shore, Pauly Shore, bro, take a nap, man. <laughs> but no, uh, I really think that uh, I trust J.J. Abrams. So whoever he casts, if he if he does have control over the casting, I think we're going to get a good cast. Uh, I just I hope that he gives. I didn't, I don't know would, would that is would, how big of a slap in the face would that be to J.J. Abrams to be like, yeah, you can you can come test for Superman. You can you can try to get cast as Superman. Like, you mean for Cavill? Yeah, for Cavill. Cavill. That yeah. would be huge. Yeah. I would be so pissed off if I was him. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, I mean, and I think Cavill and Abrams as a tandem could do some serious exactly, work. Exactly, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, anything left on this, bro? All right, man. Let's get into the next one. Uh, I'm bumping away. <laughs> let's get into the next one. Disneyland is reopening, uh, barring any type of legal uh, things to get in the way or not, because I think they still have to get approval. Um, they're going to reopen July 17th, which to add on top of this, and I know we're not a sports co- podcast, but me and you both love sports. The NBA is also finishing their season in Disneyland in as well um, in Orlando. So, like, what do you think about Disneyland having the chance to reopen uh, July 17th? And do you think we're going to immediately get a new round of COVID cases once that happens? Here's the thing. And we're we're not – um. although off camera we talk pretty much everything. We're like freaking best friends. We talk about everything. We don't normally talk too much politics on this. But I will say the whole thing about, like, the numbers spiking, people have to – I understand – what's going on Mm -hmm. we have to reopen this country don't blame the reopening of the country blame the idiots that are going out there not social distancing not wearing masks not wearing gloves not doing the right things because here's the thing if we decide to say you know what we're going to stay closed we'll be close until the end of time yeah we're going to be closed until the end of time. So things have to go back to be reopening. Disney, I'm sure they, they have a plan. I don't know exactly what the plan is. I'm sure they're going to have a plan. They're not going to be at 100% capacity, I'm sure. They're going to social distance when you're wasted, uh, waiting in line and, and things like that. But regardless of whatever these people are doing, if you have patrons to whatever that's not following the guidelines, then this is going to continue to happen. So if there is a spike, right, no one can be like, oh, it's Disney's fault. It's not Disney's fault. It's it's the people that are going out that's not doing the right thing. At least that's my two cents. I mean, I, 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 I agree with you um, for the most part there. I think, unfortunately, it is one of those things that we have to reopen. And, A, we have to not only reopen for the economy. I'm not even saying for the economy aspect, but we have to reopen to for us to even try to adjust to make people more safe. We can only come up with so many plans by not reopening. And sure, every plan is perfect when it's just a plan, right? Sure. Until you get it in practice and say, okay, this is what works. This is what didn't work. Let's make the necessary adjustments. For us to get to a place to where we can get into this new normal and we can create a better situation where less people and less people are getting sick, we do have to reopen. Like, it's just, it's unavoidable. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've, I've looked at, like, the first time that like bars and stuff and restaurants started reopening here and like you drive by and you like see all these people at tables outside and it's like, Ugh. but at the same time, it's like that has to be get. We, that's the norm that we have to try to get we get back to. Right. People need to wear you their masks. The People need to, sh- to, to, short, to social distance. Um, and of course, you're going to have those people that are so happy to be back out and living a, a semblance of normal life that they may take it a little too far at first. But to reel them back in, we have to then back up the data to say, okay, we've reopened. For the most part, we haven't seen a huge spike, but this is what we can keep from the spike that we are getting to be to make it be even smaller. You guys have to wear your fucking mask. Wash your fucking hands. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, it has to happen at some point. So there's no point in just yeah. constantly avoiding it. And you said the key word, this is going to be a new normal for us. Don't expect for a really long time where they're like, yeah, you don't need to wear masks. Don't expect that for a long time, if ever again, even. I mean, it's it, it, it's going to be the new normal, at least at least for a, a, a long period of time. And we've seen other things like UFC, for example. They're having events every week, and they're fine. But also another thing you have to take into effect, you know, when we're talking about Disney, people are inside their house quarantined. Kids are going crazy. Yeah. 
adults are going crazy. Like, again, I'm not trying to make this political, but look at the riots for a second. You you mean to tell me there was not even a small group of people that were like, yo, we're, we don't really care what's going on, but we're bored as fuck, so we're going to go riot. <laughs> I'm sure. You don't I'm mean to sure tell me not even. I'm sure there were people that just did it for fun. Yeah. And also people I'm not saying just, a large portion, but, yeah. you know, yeah, people are going I mean, crazy. Yeah, and it is, and it's like a perfect storm of everything going on. Um, so yeah, I mean, we have we have to try, like we have to try, like, and if for some reason we find that it's just not feasible for a place as big as Disneyland to be open, okay, then you have to go in and say, you look, we tried it. Tried. Um, we have to wait till we get the virus a little bit better under control before. Or how we, can we do better? We like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe I mean, Disneyland is so big. Maybe you can only have a certain amount of people on one side of the park. And certain amount of people in, in a different side of the park, like, but you have to reopen to figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. So, is it only Orlando's um, location for now, or is it throughout, or what? It's only Orlando, from what I've read. Now, if there's something different, gotcha. I haven't read it, but uh, everything that I read has just said Orlando. Well, that's the biggest one, so they'll yeah. probably use that as a test. And if that works, then everywhere else should be fine. Exactly, exactly. And then we'll see Six Flags open, like they're they're Universal. Yeah, yeah, so much money. I think the last thing that I read was like. Um, did Disney lose like four billion dollars expectedly? Like at this point, they were losing like millions per per day. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe it was two point two billion is the number I saw. But it's they've lost according to what sales they usually would have billions of dollars at this point. So I mean, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. crazy. The mouse, the mouse is hurting. (laughs) Loaded to her right now. Chuck E. Cheese about to go out of business too. Exactly. Like a lot of companies are going out of business, man, not to return. But uh. All right, let's get into this last topic for today, man. I only put I put this last because I think me and you both have said that Evil Dead the remake was one of the best horror movies in modern times. Period. Um, Sam Raimi, I believe, was a producer on it. He didn't direct it. Um, he's not directing this one, but they did officially announce a fourth movie's coming called Evil Dead. Now, uh, Ash will not be in it. He's a they, they've officially retired that character. Um, and it said that it's going to center around men and women and how they they fight with the deadites and everything. I really hope they bring back uh, the main character from the Evil Dead remake. Like at some point she has to come back. Um, I hope it's in that same universe. But as of right now, Sam Raimi's involved. He's not directing. I forgot the name of the director. Forgive me. Uh, director. If you're I think listening him, to this. And, uh, him and Ash are co-producing. If I'm not yes, mistaken. they're both co-producing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, what do you think about Evil Dead officially getting a fourth movie? It sucks a little bit. No, no, let me let me rephrase. It doesn't suck, but it's sad that we're not going to get any ash. But it's also like we were talking about Bill and Ted. It's a chance to kind of revitalize a franchise and give a whole new set of of eyes on it and just revamp it. And now mm-hmm. maybe they'll go into the next 20, 30 years as a new a whole new franchise again. Yeah. Um, I did read something where like it said the main character is rumored to be a female. Yes. They didn't say who or what, um, but that will be something interesting. Yeah, and it did say that... Um, it's going to be similar in tone to 2013's Evil Dead. So that that right there has me. I, and Fetty Alvarez has said before, like he's talked about it. And I think he's even said like he started like working on the sequel, writing a sequel. But he's so busy that he didn't even think he'd be able to direct it if they went with his script. So I'm not I don't feel like bad that he's not directing it. I hope that they have him involved in some type of way or whatever. But because uh, I feel like he did such a great job. But if they can capture the spirit and the tone of what he did with that 2013 film, sign me the hell up. So how many movies they have the original Evil Dead one and two? Mm-hmm. They have the remake one and two. They actually have three in the original because it's Evil Dead one oh, and okay. two, which is almost the same movie. And then it's um what's the name of the third one? The one that everyone then there's the third one when he goes back in time 
Um, I think it's just called Evil Dead Three, isn't it? No, no, it's it's Army of Darkness is what it's called. Okay. Army of Darkness is the third one in that trilogy, and then we had the the reboot in 2013. So this is I said fourth. This is technically the fifth Evil Dead movie. And then we also had the uh, Evil the Ash versus Evil Ash Dead versus TV Evil show Dead. TV show, right. which I think did two or three seasons. So yeah. Okay. So so it's yeah. So it's gonna be the fifth one, right? Yeah. No wait. No no no. It's gonna be the sixth one. Well, if you count the series, yeah. No, no, because wasn't there a, a the re, okay? There was the tr- original trilogy, and then the reboot. Wasn't there one and two already? No, there was only one of the reboot. There was only one. Yeah, there was only okay. one in the reboot. And yeah, maybe the, I'm thinking about the TV series. You're probably then. thinking about the TV show, which came out like a couple years after the 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 right. remake. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I love Evil Dead. I love what it can be. I love the fact that you know Evil Dead has gone from horror to comedy to horror comedy to like a, a mixture Everything. of both like it, it 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 leaves a lot of space to do a lot of things but i really think like that remake and the that horror true vibe that it captured i really hope that they do that again like the funny i like funny like stuff in my horror kind of sprinkled in there i don't like as funny as, as evil dead's gotten sometimes but yeah man i really i really the necrocomicon man once that pops up it's like it's a completely different different breed man yeah, I um, I, I I'm with you. I like my comedy sprinkled in. When I watch horror, I don't watch horror to laugh. If I want to laugh, I'll just you know watch comedy. But um, I don't mind some laughing in it. But I want it to be more of kind of like a a a scary, serious yeah. type of tone. I want those jump scares, and uh, you know that that's what I'm looking for in a horror movie. So I'm hoping we get that. And uh, yeah, we're R- Rimey's not is not produced. I mean, uh, not directing, but at least we got him involved somehow. So I think it's it's going to be good still. Yeah, and and horror is Sam Raimi's thing. You know, he's he's directing the new uh, Doctor Strange movie, so I'm sure his schedule's jam packed. So the fact that he's involved in it, and I hope he's not one of those involvements where he kind of just signs off on something they put his name on. I hope he's really just involved in crafting yeah. yeah crafting the story, man. Yeah, yeah. I hope he's part of the creative as well. I agree. Yeah. But that's it, man. That's it for this episode, man. We're back. Uh, we'll be back next week, uh, maybe with a review of the Five Bloods, uh, depending on what else comes. Because Artemis Fowl came out, and I'm telling you, I've been avoiding watching that with my kids, like like the plague, bro, because it just does not look good. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to get into too much, but I saw like the first 45 minutes of uh, the Five Bloods. Uh-huh. It gets a lot better, bro. Honestly, I will tell you, for the 45 minute mark. Okay, so the first 15 minutes, I was in. The next thirty minutes after that, I was me the, too. The, the next thirty minutes after that, I was like, "Huh, what is what is I what know. is Spike Lee doing?" But then it picks it honestly picks back up probably that, that last forty five minutes to an hour. What pains me is I'm a huge Spike Lee fan. Yeah. Look, look at the show. At number two, yeah, but yeah, yeah. at number two. Um, for those who don't know, I love war movies, and Vietnam and World War Two are the two that intrigue me the most. So I saw Spike Lee. And Vietnam, I'm like, yo, let's go. <laughs> and I, I looked up the duration of the movie, two hours and 45 minutes. I'm like, yo, this is going to be great. Yeah. And 45 minutes in, I'm like, curse you. I'm like, this motherfucker made me watch this. <laughs> I turned it off. It, get, it, it does get uh, does get a lot. I'll, better, I'll finish watching it, yeah. 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 What do you think before we go, man? Just because it's kind of unprecedented. Um, yeah. The Snyder Cut officially happening. What do you think about it? I know you're not the biggest comic book movie fan, but just from an aspect of somebody who loves film, what do you think about that they're actually putting $30 million for a director to finish a movie that that was was redone by somebody? Like, this, the whole story of Justice League is just so funny, and it's so interesting that Warner Brothers is putting 30 to $40 million so Zack Snyder can finish his vision. 
I think they're they, they're not stupid. They know they're gonna make money off of this. They would never do it just because oh we want to give him a give him a chance to, to to live out his his creative or whatever. So they're doing it with the business sense in mind that it's going to make money. Now I don't know, uh, I don't know much about it, but let me ask you, what does Snyder mean to the community? How did what is Snyder's point of view in the community? Because if it's a big one. Then yes, it's going to be good, and I'm sure fans are going to be looking forward to it. Well, here's the thing: that's what makes it even even weirder. Because after Batman versus Superman, people were so down on Zack Snyder as the director, right? Coming into Justice League, and when and when Josh Whedon was announced as taking over Justice League, and it was going to be kind of him redoing. I think he redid sixty percent of the movie. People were ecstatic because of what he did with Avengers, and I think that people are only now so big in supporting Jack, Zack Snyder because it's like, well, what we got was terrible. That automatically means that Snyder's vision is going to be much better than what it is. It can't be any worse. And some details have come out that make it seem like a more engaging plot. I won't lie. But I really think that it's just funny how people turn on something and then turn back once what they thought that they wanted wasn't didn't give them what they wanted. Like, if Josh Whedon's version and view of Justice League would have been more well-received, People wouldn't have gave, given a fuck if Zack Snyder's uh, version of the movie was was whatever. But because it was bad, it, well, people, I, I enjoyed Justice League, but because the, the public view was that it was bad, now Zack Snyder has become like this messiah in the community's eyes. And it's just like, it's, you guys are weird, man. <laughs> the thing is, like, and this doesn't only go for movie viewers, moviegoers. People are just fickle as shit yeah. and, and uh, can't make up their minds. And they're always jumping from one way to another. You know, we used to do a wrestling podcast and we used to talk about how, uh, you know, wrestling fans are just like the worst fans and they're always jumping from one thing to the next. And I mean, that's just that's just a normal thing, whether it's movies, comics, sports, yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it it's it's just an interesting thing in cinema to have to have that. You know, they're giving him this much money to finish the movie. But like you said, it's debuting on HBO Max, which is their new streaming service. So it makes sense that it's like, oh, we got we can give you guys something special. You guys really want to go pay for a new streaming service. So, I mean, it's it's a win win all the way around. I do think that they're going to see such a huge spike in, in subscriptions once that drops that it's like, all right, can you guys sustain it? Because what HBO Max has done so far. I don't think that they can. But, you know, I mean, it's good for the fans of the film. Yeah, it's not good to have a. um to have a service that this one one movie or one show is going to be your lifeline because for example i know this is not part of the topics but i'm a huge fan i don't know if you've seen i'm a huge fan of the cobra kai series which is on oh, youtube tv yeah. and uh they're moving away from from youtube tv to hulu. oh i thought it was netflix is it hulu? no hulu okay yeah I have majority of the things I've seen about Cobra Kai and YouTube TV where people had YouTube TV because of Cobra Kai. Mm -hmm. Now, when Cobra Kai leaves, I mean, God knows when it's coming back. They're, they're said it's in the works and it got delayed because of COVID. But when it comes back now, I don't know exactly because YouTube TV, I had YouTube TV myself for streaming services. They're on the higher end for streaming services and it's not like they're giving you all these cool channels you have like most of the basic uh cable channels but like i was paying 40 something dollars a month and then they the price got increased to like 55 and that's when i was like yo i'm done with them yeah. but uh cobra kai a lot of people have stayed because of cobra kai now that cobra kai is gone people are gonna be gone so just to pull it back it's the same thing like i hope hbo is not just depending on that one thing yeah, cobra kai is uh, i'm i haven't finished the second season just i can't remember what was going so on so good life. wait 
But bro, that first season, it was it as we talk about like these sequels. Are you a fan of the movie? The oh, trilogy of course, bro. Okay. Yeah, of course. Okay. Like as we talk about like these sequels to stuff that come out decades later or whatever, I'm so glad. Like, and I and I think we both said this before. When you do a sequel to something like this, TV almost always works better for some reason. TV yes. almost, almost like a series almost always works better. Fuller than House. Doing, yeah, like it. It was the perfect sequel to, to, and I love how like we get it from a different standpoint because I know you guys say Johnny was at, or Danny Son was the villain in the first Karate Kid. We've had debates about that in the WWP chat for whatever, uh, but they they did such a good job with that man. Cobra Kai is just per, almost perfect nostalgia. Season two is even better, bro. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like four episodes it. into it. I'm like four episodes. Yeah, into it, and so. then like the last episode, mm-hmm. like at the very last. Minute you're gonna be like, whoa, because like a new character is coming. Basically, is all I'm gonna mm. tell you. Somebody Not from a new one character. of the other movies. Yes, from okay. the old, you know, from the trilogy. Is it the chick from the from the Karate Kid? You want me to tell you? Yeah, I don't care. So at the at the end of the of the um something really bad happens, which I won't tell you at the end of season two, and um Johnny goes like he starts drinking, he goes to the beach, and he's thinking about what happened, and he throws his phone into like. Just throws the phone. You think he goes in the ocean, but it doesn't. And he walks away. And then the phone starts ringing. And then the camera zooms in. And on the phone, it just says Allie. Which, if you remember, Allie is the chick from part one, okay. from Karate Kid 1. Okay, yeah, cool. So, uh, she's, uh, she's supposed to be um, coming back. Cool, cool. Well, so, it's just for nostalgic. I was like, yo, she's coming. You know, so I'm enjoying it, man. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, for sure. Well, man, we got into maybe we have to do a Karate Kid uh, review after season three. Uh, I mean, I was, oh, ooh, Karate Kid review, Karate Kid trilogy. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll talk about that later, man. Go ahead and we're, we're, if you got any parting words or thoughts, otherwise, give me your social media. Let's get the hell up out of here. Yes, sir. Just glad to be back, man. Glad to be podcasting with my brother again. Glad to be talking to the film family. I know, like the 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 uh, Facebook group has been popping. That's you know most to blame for for us, mainly me, because we haven't been on there. Um, I know there's been some movement recently, so thank you all for who taking part in the conversation. But we'll be back more there. Um, guess just want to thank everybody for being patient with us. And uh, you can reach me on Twitter at the P1JB. I'm also on Facebook, Javid Bashrula, and uh, catch us on the Facebook group, which CEO Hayes will get into. More. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us on every social media platform at the Film Bros Pod. And then lastly, if you want to join our discussion group where we have great conversations on movies and TV, it's not just about the podcast. You can search the Film Frequency on Facebook. Uh, I think we're like right under 300 members at this point, which is crazy still to me. Um, we have been kind of dormant. It's kind of died down there some just because we haven't been recording, but we're going to get it kicked back up now that we're both uh, in high gear, man. I'm glad that you're healthy. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited for what's to come. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's what been, we got coming next. Do we know? Oh, uh, we haven't decided. Like I said, it may be the the five bloods. Um, it may be. It's definitely not going to be Artemis Fowl. Uh, there's that horror movie that's dropping next week with, with Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried. Yes, bro. That I'm, it looks, that looks good. so good. So we're definitely going to what's record it that. Again? Um, it's like you should have left them there or something like that. I can't remember. With, uh, it's with Kevin Bacon, which yeah. I'm not necessarily a big fan of, but the movie looks really good. It's from the same produ- the same guys from that did Invisible Man, I think. Is it? Oh, it's um, it's for it's freaking um Blumhouse. It's you should have left. That's the name of the movie. You should have left. Yeah, it's definitely Blumhouse uh, is doing it. So, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. For, like, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, 
huh, that looks like it's going to be really a really interesting watch. And it's uh, video on demand, so we'll be ordering it. I think it comes out next Friday. So maybe that's what you guys hear from us next. We may get to the Five Bloods later, but that being like a new release coming out next weekend, I think we probably just need to go ahead and make that the next movie. We both love horror movies anyway, so. Absolutely. So that'll probably be what's up next. Then uh, you should have left. Look at the trailer if you haven't seen it. But uh, we'll see you guys next week with that review. Otherwise, we out this mug. Peace. Peace.